0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local
1: now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, October 28th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. We are broadcasting today live from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. First joining me today, as he always does on Mondays, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. You were looking around like I was motioning somebody else. No, I'm just looking
2: at the Halloween party setup. That's coming up.
1: Of course it's coming up. Of course it's
2: coming up. There's a lot of good things still left over from what happened Saturday from the Iceman. The kicker. I don't know what
1: you're talking about, Dave. I don't either. I
2: I didn't see anything. I I don't know what you're talking
1: about. (laughs) I mean, did something happen Saturday? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Did it? I I tell you what happened. Uh, Marshall beat Western Kentucky in homecoming. That's what
2: happened. Exactly. Tried to ice him. Tried to ice him. Didn't work. Didn't work. Kicked it. And all kinds of rewards. He gets uh, stickers here, stickers there, some honors. even ESPN recognized him.
1: Okay, let's um so let's back let's up go. a little bit. Let's 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 actually talk about who we're talking about. Justin Rohrwasser yes. is who you're talking about. Right. He got ice, who got helmet stickers and all that. <laughs> yep. You're excited, you're want you're ready to go, Dave. You're yes, ready sir. to talk about this. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're gonna talk about that. Yeah. I'm not gonna disappoint you. We're gonna talk about that. Plus we got all the other news of the day and a lot happening on Saturday, we're gonna get into that. But you know what? It was a good day for the Herd today. It wasn't a full sweep. was not. But no. two out of three ain't bad, no. as the song says. That's, that's pretty good.
2: You got pretty two good.
1: players three.
2: winning player of the week. And I was pretty sure one would get it, and then the other one was uh, I'll take it as well. I mean, I mean, defensive side, he'll got it. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I was, um, I was not surprised at all. Your defensive player of the week honor goes to Marshall senior cornerback, Carian Morel, who had 10 tackles, he had an interception, had a forced fumble, in the Thundering Herd's victory over Western Kentucky, and uh, we caught up with him today during player interviews and uh, asked him about it.
3: Uh, you know, I think it's just it's kind of a game by game thing. You know, teams try to take away certain things from us at certain times, so you know we have to. Sometimes we have to rely on the pass to open up the run, and then vice versa. So I feel like it's just a week in, week out thing. Of, what teams are trying to do to us, you know, I think we do a pretty good job of keeping it balanced, you know. I think we're averaging right around 215 yards of rushing and passing every game, so I think, feel like that's a pretty good balance. That is not, um, that was not cut four. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, that's not. It's still him
2: though, right? No, 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 no. Wasn't no, him no. either? It oh.
1: was not him either. Uh-oh. Not him either. All right, you know what? Let's find out if we've got everything. And we're going to find out the tone of the show quickly Quickly. today here. (laughs) So we talked to also your special teams player of the week, Justin Rohrwasser. He booted the field goal three times to get it to go, 53 (laughs) yards. And um, he hits the game winner as time expires. And uh, we're going to find out if cut four works today. Let's find out what if, if Justin, let's just find out. Let's go ahead. (laughs) Play the cut.
4: Oh, it's an honor. I mean, you know, I'm just one of the 11 people it goes out to. It's everybody on the field goal unit. Um, you know, th- we had four of them, and if the snap's not perfect like it was every time, if the hold's not perfect, and if the blocking's not uh, perfect, none of that happens. I have the easiest job in the world when they do all when they all do their job, and they all did.
1: There we go. We have, one yeah. te- we have one technical. Okay, we're good. We're, <laughs> we're back we're on track. We're rocking
4: now,
2: baby. We're one of two. One hiccup and we're on our way. We'll take that. Yes. So
1: uh, there you go, your player of the week here and the special team side of things. And uh, you know what? Uh, everyone was talking about this thing.
2: It was all over. Every, every kind of media you have, there was a replay of the kick. I mean, I was on the phone. It was this, 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 this. I'm Almost every other message was there was this kick, there was this kick. And we, we saw it. So I'm it three times, but it uh, it was quite an honor. You know, I'll tell you what it'd been better from fifty three yards, he had enough distance for more.
1: Everybody saw it but the players. <laughs> I'm serious, everybody yeah. else but the players saw it. Marquise Couch didn't even want to watch.
3: <laughs> yeah, I said I don't even wanna look, you heard? me? <laughs> I didn't even wanna look, but no nah, um, we knew he was gonna, you know, come up big because, you know, he do it every day in practice. You know, um he's serious about what he do a lot, so um, like, if he, if he mess up on something little, I see him get mad like he plays offensive defense. So, I know he <laughs> takes his job serious. So, um, we had a lot of confidence in him. He came through and he became big for us. He had confidence in him, but he didn't know to watch. imagine there
2: were some people over there with their heads going like, mm, and another one's got their arms crossed like you see on the sidelines and stuff. Each to his own, but when it was all said and done and went through the goalpost, they may not have looked, but they knew how to celebrate. You,
1: you mean like Armari Cobb who was praying on the sidelines? <laughs>
5: Oh man, we were just anxious. I mean, a couple of us was was, was praying on the, on the sideline, you know, on our knees and just looking. It was just, it was an amazing moment that he did and he executed his job.
1: He's
2: praying yeah, on the sideline. Yeah. whatever worked. it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And, uh, and like I said, once it, which ruled good on the third try, quite the celebration. That was unbelievable.
1: Couch doesn't want to watch. Cobbs praying on the sideline. <laughs> And guess what, uh, carry on Morrell, your defensive player of the week, he actually couldn't watch.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really, like, I, really took my, I listened to the crowd. Like, I was like, man, nah, just make it, just make it, just make it, just make it. And then when I heard the crowd, like, screaming, I was like, yeah, he made it. And I just ran on the field, and I found Justin.
1: Imagine that. Yeah. Just like, he just, he's got it back to the play, like, I, I can't. I get, oh, yes, yeah, it's good. Let's go.
2: Keep the head down. The crowd let you know what happened. Cheers, yes. Moans, no.
1: Now, usually you can look at a game and go, hey, the defense won that game. Hey, the offense won that game. Not this game. It was, as uh, Alex Millette described, a complete team effort.
6: That was probably as much of a team win as you can get. Um, You know, we jumped up 17-0 really fast. And uh, after that, like I believe Justin scored more points than our offense did. You know, I mean, if you put special teams and then offense and defense together, our defense played – their butts off. You know they went out there and when we needed them, they they made place for us, and uh, and we needed, we did what we needed to do when it was crunch time. So I just think that that was a, the ultimate team win, and that we went out there and did what we needed to do.
1: So a complete team win. Everybody yeah. did everything they needed to do, but the, we keep forgetting about one guy, Isaiah Green. Yes. You know they're, what this guy did?
2: They're in the 13-yard line when it starts.
1: This guy gets the the drive going, orchestrates it down to where they need to go. Has the top of mind awareness to get it out of balance. Yeah. So when I looked at him earlier today when we were talking to him, I'm like, hey, you know, I said everybody's talking about this guy because Wasser was still upstairs. I'm like, everybody's talking about this guy. You're the guy who set it all up. You
3: no, know, we got the ball back. I just I just knew we had to find a way to go down and get get some points, whether it be a touchdown or a field goal. I just I just knew we had to find a way to go win this game without having to play extra time. You know, that's all I was worried about, not turning the ball over and finding a way to get down the field to give Justin a chance or to or to punch it in.
1: Hey, it's homecoming. They yeah.
2: want they have places to be. Yes. And like you said, do not turn it over. Since middle Tennessee he's done he's bought some time and when it's not there he'll he might be sacked or he'll throw it up in the third row, of the bleachers but Either his guy's going to get it or nobody gets it, and that's all you ask.
1: When talking to Green, we, we asked him about the fact that, you know, look, that was a heads-up play. Talk about that play that just decided, you know, you were going to go out of bounds, set this up.
3: Not a lot of time left on the clock. You know, I didn't want to complete the ball in the middle of the field and not get a first down and the clock continued to run. So, you know, I just, I got out of the pocket and I saw I could have hit Brock, he was open a little bit, but I just knew it was a better situation if I just get a couple extra yards and get out of bounds and stop the clock and give Justin the chance.
2: Exactly. If he's a pass, they stop it for first down, it's marked, it's in play, who knows. He gets out of bounds, it doesn't start until the snap, and we know what the snap ended up being.
1: Being pretty good, you've asked me. Now, um, everybody else was, um, again, on the sidelines, some were praying, some were not <laughs> watching. You know, Isaiah Green, he, he did have faith in Justin Rohrwasser, but he also said it, it was a little nerve-wracking. And guess what? It was so nerve-wracking we don't have that cut.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, man. Okay.
1: It was good, too. But I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna paraphrase. It was nerve-wracking. Had yes. faith in Justin. It was nerve-wracking.
2: Oh, yeah. But he did his job. He got as many yards as he could. Got out of bounds, clock stops. And now Doc's probably going to think, okay, uh, we cross the midfield. Turn him loose. We can get three or take a shot. I mean, he has not missed this year. I don't want to jinx him. He has not missed a field goal this season.
1: Don't jinx him, I'm Dave. not. Don't jinx he's him. He's going to
2: Rice. I uh, hope he keeps the streak alive. But if he's not needed to, just kick some extra points. Don't jinx him.
1: All right, we talked to the kicker himself. We're going to hear from him when we come back from break. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. It is our Monday journey here to the Union Pub and Grill. We do it every Monday. You know what? Usually we talk about the Monday special, $1. fifty bottles, $2.00 call shots. No, forget that. No. No, 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 no. I walked away last week a little, little broker and a lot happier. Yes. Because, you or know. Double C. They've got cheese fries. You know that, right? right? No, 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 no. The, the cheese fries are excellent, but they weren't even trying no. compared to the cheese curds.
2: Yeah, because it just like cheese. And then when you got that, somebody had some ones up there at the counter. You said this is. I got to get some. I and walked
1: over there. I'm like, what are you guys eating? I'm smelling it all over here. What are you guys eating? Oh, here, try some. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm running around to the kitchen here. <laughs> Make me some. Yeah. Get me an order of that. And then they bring it out to me, and I'm like. Um, Uh, Hey, uh, dude. um, I need some boxes. (laughs) You're going to give me some boxes here because I can't eat all this. No. uh, So if you've got like a whole bunch of friends, come down here. uh, Before they run out, make Herb order some more. Get the (laughs) cheese curds. They were good. Yeah. I mean, the cheese fries rock too, but get the cheese curds.
2: They were awesome. They were awesome.
1: We got more on the way. You know, too bad they're not bringing me out some cheese curds. I know. I mean, come on. I've talked about them enough. (laughs) I mean, for a week. I know. I've told everybody, I know, hey, go try go the get cheese curds. Go get some. I should get some complimentary cheese curds out of this deal today. We got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. It is the drive. Paul Swan, Dave Walsh, with you. Earlier this afternoon, had a chance to catch up with the hero of
2: homecoming. Is he mayor yet? Um will wor- take down Mayor Williams, but he, he could be elected I, a lot of things. I think he could take him. Yeah, I do too, I easily. Mean, his, hair is, his hair is nicer. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, how, that's tough to do. He, he hairs the mayor. He's probably, who knows what he could donate to build a baseball field now. <laughs> oh, we can't go there. Uh, but I, he, he deserves it. I don't know I don't know where you're going, Dave. No, he uh, deserves
1: I, it. I'm I'm gonna take you out of this. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sit you down in the corner here and have a conversation <laughs> time with you out. Here in a minute. Yeah, put I'm putting you in time out because uh we did get a chance to catch up with Justin Roar homecoming king. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, Dan Tony of all people won Homecoming. <laughs> that rain got erased. <laughs> 53-yard field goal yes. for three times. Yes. That erases any popular vote. Yes. I mean, he. if there was a recount, he would have lost. <laughs> or Rosser would have been named. Yes. He, he didn't even uh, sign up for it. <laughs> so he's your homecoming team, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, we had a chance to catch up with him earlier today. Uh, here is what he had. To say. This stuff was so good. Usually I would just sit down and, and give you some highlights of it. Let it go. No, no, no. Except for uh, the last couple of minutes, uh, here it is in its entirety. Here's Justin Rohrwasser, uh talking about the fact that um, you know you kind of you kind of dream sometimes to be in a situation like that. Yeah, and, um, he was there. Kick one for the the win, walk off, True walk off. Of, yeah. So uh, here's Rohrwasser talking about it today with the media.
4: It's what you practice for. I mean, yeah, like I've said, I said it before. It's what you dream about. So you know, you re- I replay that in my head before every game. You know that is, it's going to come down to you and. uh and you, you hope it doesn't. You hope you have you know an amazing, amazing player like Brendan Knox taken away the week before, which is awesome. And uh, even though he's the most humble guy in the world, but uh, yeah, I just I, I just feel lucky. I'm I'm happy it happened the way it did. And uh, you know, if we did it a fourth time, I think we'd do it again because you know I I trust the guys ahead of me.
1: Yeah, his loss is uh I, I say him making a heads up play
4: to get it out of bounds and set you up for that. Oh yeah, and he's and he's, you know, tight lining the uh, the sideline to get those extra yards which are, you know, critical when you're in a long field goal situation. And um you know, he he made a heck of a play there. So I appreciate him.
6: For you, how many times have you I mean how many times have you gone through that scenario in your head over the years? Just that game winner scenario. It's a homecoming. It, it, I mean, it, it just—it's almost like a dream becoming reality. Isn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, even even sometimes the dreams aren't as good as that one was. I mean, you, you kind of hope that, you know, you, you you always hope for you know someday I'll have the game winner. I'll be ready for it when it comes. And you know, after after doing it for so so many years, and you know. Uh, Working on it day in, day out with your snapper and holder and your line, Uh, you know, you you, you dream about it every single game. Every, I mean, before the night before the game, you're like, you know, this could come down to this. You know, this could come down to a long field goal or a short field goal, or, you know, you just got to do your job. And, uh, you know, the coaches had faith, and you know, I'm, I was just put in the position with with a great group of guys. I'm lucky. That's that's really what it comes down to.
6: Well, take me through this because Western Kentucky had a couple options. They could they could just let you kick the first. Mm-hmm. They could ice you once and then you know almost bluff like they're going to ice a second time, but but you ultimately. I thought, he might, I thought s- he might do that. Uh, like, how do you mentally prepare for that for that unknown aspect of it?
4: <laughs> ah, I mean, the, the beauty of it is if you get if you get the snap off, which we did, in, in time then you can get a practice kick, and which is great. Um, and, you know, if, it, if you do it well, you you get more confidence. If you do it wrong, it gives you even more confidence because you know what to fix. I mean, it's like fixing your golf swing. So, uh, you know, the, if, if they want to, I mean, I expect them to ice me um, or ice at any kicker. I mean, I know Doc's done it, and it's worked for him this season. I mean, it's it's a, a lot of, it's like, what, that's what separates uh, a lot of kickers is, you know, some of the best of all time. We talk about Adam Vinatieri, you know, this past weekend. Just, it's all mental. There's so many, every kicker in Division One can go hit a big ball. They can all hit the 58 in pregame. I mean, it's not a big deal until you get into crunch time, and uh, you can really tame your emotions. And, um, you know, I, through constant repetition and, You know great coaching with from you know my 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 dad started all of it my adam tanowski from the hammer kicking academy has been he's taught me everything i know after my dad and uh you know through through just constant pressure situations and practice i mean it's just you'll learn to tame your emotions and for me it's about staying loose and joking around laughing screaming when the team's doing well um if i if i try and stay serious the whole time I just, i'll get all the you know my heart will start pounding super fast and i you know it's, it's not good for me so i i just keep it loose joke around um you know to, to be myself
6: is it, is that more where the they ice you the first time and i and i'm trying to watch <laughs> replays i'm in lexington and the strings bad and everything like that but i'm it, it seemed like there was a motion over to Western Kentucky. Is that more of a joking, like,
3: <laughs> all
4: right, guys, like, really? What, like what uh, I, I actually That's didn't remember that until after it all happened. Like, I looked back, and I was like, yeah, ooh, maybe, maybe maybe don't do that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, you're just so excited in the moment, you know. And I, I was I was real confident at, the, at that time, especially after making it. And, you know, I just – you know, having Beardle and Jackson are my good friends too. So, like when they look back, at you, it's just like it gets you amped up. I mean, the, this team, like I said, we're so tight. There's not a there's not a bad person in the locker room anymore. I mean, we we have a we we love each other. And you know, you get excited with your friends. You know, when the good things are happening. And uh, I probably should tame my emotions a little bit more. But you know, it is what it is.
6: The, uh, you know, playing in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. How, how, how did that help prepare you? Because the conditions were sort of <laughs>
4: indicative of, of what you've been used to growing up, weren't they? Oh, yeah, it's a good upstate New York fall day. I mean, you know, 50, 60 degrees and rainy and uh, there's no snow, thankfully. But, um, you know, it's, it's what you played in high school football. It's what you had. Um, it was, you know, I'm l- lucky to have turf here. You know that's that's the that's the great part, not playing on grass. You know, having no footing. Um, but you know, this is what you, this is what I practiced in growing up. And you know, when my dad would take me to every, he would he would come out with me and hold for me on these horrible fields when it was, when it was raining. It didn't matter what it was. Um, he would, even when I didn't want to, he would say, you know, get your butt up, get off the couch. We're gonna go do we're gonna go do something. All right, we're gonna go practice. And you know, we, we did it every day, and we practiced in all different kinds of conditions. And you just. You know, it doesn't matter. You just got to do your job no matter what. There's no excuse, and when you miss, I mean, there it it really isn't. You just got to do it.
6: You watch games every weekend.
1: You see line to make for a field goal superimposed there on your television. At what point do you feel the most comfortable, and where is it? Right? Yeah, maybe that's a little too far for me.
4: Uh, so, like a specific yard line? Yeah, right. um, I mean, it really depends on the day. Because, I mean, if you know, if I don't know if you're a golfer, but like when you go golfing, some days you're just like, oh, I'm on. I can, I could, you know, my drives are going well, my, my approach shots are good. But some days you go out there and you're like, I don't know how to golf. Like, in it, some days when you go out for practice, you have a, you have a rough day and you're like, wow, I just, I, I've been doing this for six years and I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. But then you come back the next day and it's fine. It's just, you know, it's every kicker can relate to that. Um, but you know, for game day, it seems to always come. It you, you always seems to come together, for, at, at least in my, in my experience, because just because you rely on your fundamentals when you, you know, when it comes to the big, uh, big games. Um, but I mean, as far as the yard line, it, it depends on the day, It depends on the weather. I mean, your biggest opponent as a kicker is the weather and yourself. Um, so, you know, it depends on the wind. But I, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to give a yard line because it really depends on the day. I I'll, I'll, I'll tell Doc before the game, you know, I'm comfortable here, I'm comfortable there, and you know, if, if he thinks he's, and if you know, depends on the situation. You know, if it's go to go to end of the half, and you got we got a fifty-five, I'm sure he, I'm sure he'd say go, go for it. But if you know, if the beginning of the first quarter and you got a fifty-five, maybe it's not the best idea. You know, it's. I'm I'm confident wherever he puts me, I'll take any uh, uh, any, any opportunity he gives me.
6: That, uh... You're the last one to walk in the locker room after that win, yeah. You've done interviews or, or whatever. What's that feeling like when you walk in and everybody just goes crazy?
4: Oh God, it's it, it's it, That's the best part of seeing as how happy everyone else was, because you know it could have been so different. Um, you know. It, if you've ever been in a locker room after a loss it is the worst it is the worst feeling in the world and i know and a win cures all you know as it seems like at least um but you know it, it just see, seeing everybody happy just you know it it's awesome i i that's all i, can say. I can't say too much about it i, I don't know the words to describe it it's, it's one of the best feelings you could possibly have
6: no as hyped up as Saturday was and, and even, you know, yesterday, subsequent days. Got a road game to prepare for this week. How do you how do you get everybody back? And Specialists are no different than offensive defensive players. You've got to turn the page and and prepare for this week.
4: Oh yeah. I mean as soon as I'm done with interviews here, it's over. I mean I, I would have rather ended it at six AM this morning after our meeting. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm done with I moved on. You know, it was one of the best moments of my life. I'll never forget it. Um, this is one of those things that you, you never forget. But it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's over, it's past, and uh, we're on to a really good team in Rice. Um, and I got to do the same job I got to do, and the, the team's got to do uh, prepare for a, a different team, a new opponent and, um, in a different state. So we're going to go down and have fun.
1: All right, that's the kicker. That's going to be the, probably the first and last time he's going to be uh, <laughs> yeah. on this show for nine minutes. It was worth it. That's what I was thinking
2: today. I'm yeah, gonna, hey. I was human, one. You know what? You see know. the human side without the hat on. Hey, he was very down to earth, took all in stride, but he's still pretty happy.
1: Pretty happy. That could have went 11 minutes. but uh, That's okay. Yeah, I thought nine would be yeah. enough of that. So got You got the drift. You got everything you needed out of that one. Um, When we come back from break, we are going to hear from Woody Woodrum. Uh, He was on assignment on Saturday for me. Okay. He caught up with Jack Cook before the groundbreaking. So we're going to hear from that. And then we're going to hear from Jack Cook during the groundbreaking. What are you doing that? <laughs> yes. You were you in a good mood today. Yes, I'm in a good
2: mood. And I was I, over there for that, and Coach Cook is one of the happiest men in the building. I
1: can see you're in a good mood today. Dave Walsh is in a good mood yes. here today at the Union Pub and we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Club, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're broadcasting live at the Union Pub & Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Every Monday you can join us here at the Union Pub & Grill for the Monday special $1.50 bottles, $2.00 call shots. We do it every Monday here at the Union Pub & Grill. You know, Dave. Saturday, uh, we had a busy day. Not only did we had the football game, we had the official groundbreaking. Had to take it indoors, yes. so it, um, they had they had a bucket of dirt. <laughs> but they still ceremonial
2: they, thing. They still, they still broke, broke ground. They, yes.
1: they, you didn't. Maybe they took the ground from the dig site. I don't know. And but they did something. According to the pictures, it looked nice though. Yeah, uh, it was a. Uh, Coach Matt, Cook is happy about it. Yeah, he's very happy. <laughs> and um, Woody Woodrum got a chance to catch up with him. So uh, Woody was on assignment on Saturday. And we finally found somebody old enough for Cook to talk to. And that's Woody. <laughs> and so, uh, Woody, before the ceremony began, sat down, talked to Jack for a few minutes. And um, this is uh, Woody's interview with Jack Cook.
5: Talking with Jack Cook, legendary baseball coach, Thundering Heard 422 wins. And, Coach, you, you don't look a day over 50.
7: Well, I'm a day over 93. <laughs>
5: <laughs> a, few, a few days over I'm trying, trying to hit it, go to the 94s. Well, today we gather here in the indoor facility for the groundbreaking. on the, And, and you know, I will say to you this, baseball has used this facility almost as much as football does, yeah. especially in the winter. I remember you had to practice in Gullickson Hall, right? I went Gullickson Hall. And, uh, you know, it's
7: nothing you but a hardwood floor, and that's it. <laughs> and you had to run you know, drills and things in there that, And finally we got up in the field house and got us a batting net for a while and was able to, you know, take some hitting.
5: But uh, I just wish that when I was coaching we had these kind of facilities. Well, you played a lot of games up at Bill Meyer Field there at the field house yeah. back in the day, didn't you? I love the The r- r- rule was if you hit it above the yellow line on the house, it was double, and you hit it on the roof of Zollmer.
7: Well, uh, well, at the field house, the doors there were about 250, 60 feet. We were playing moorhead one time, and uh, Greg Rousey was pitching, and they had this guy named Gunnerman. He's a catcher. Right. And they had a wire out there in front of the doors, and anything over that wire was a double. Well, this guy hits one on top of the field, (laughs) and he got a ground rule double out of it.
5: (laughs) <laughs> well, that was that was an unbelievable place. Now you know I know you moved around some as I've seen I've done baseball all over the tri-state with the herd. But talk about this this field coming along and and you know it's you were promised a field if I remember as a freshman coming in here what in the late '40s. Well, no, it's really 1967
7: when I first when I first came to Marshall. Uh, Whitey Wilson was the athletic director, and uh, he told me if I would come to Marshall, with it to get us a feel. And he meant it. I mean, he, he, there wasn't anything that he was telling me wrong, but it just never happened. No, nobody could, you know, get it, push it over the top. And we played every play. I remember we used to go to St. Cloud and after, after the uh, water had come up in the spring we'd have to go down and throw fish off a field.
5: <laughs> I remember that. I remember that happening later on, yeah. too, when they went down there. Yeah. And then then you built University Heights, and I know uh, Lee Peepinbrink was a big help on that and got that field going for a while, and then Walmart takes it away by dumping dirt there. So now they're going to have their own field. What does that mean to you personally, Coach? Well, personally, it, it, I'm real happy for the
7: program because uh, – Coach Wagner is doing a good job, and it's not fair for him to have to go to, to have to go to Charleston and Beckley to play a home conference game. That's just not not right, and this will sort of even things up
5: for him. Yeah, it, it'll change everything because he's in a good conference, Conference USA. Oh, yeah, it's is a big time. conference. Yeah, you, you, you shouldn't have to in this conference. You
7: shouldn't have any dis- disadvantages. I mean, it all should be.
5: Uh, you know, upbeat and everything. Well, I know last year they swept Rice yep. down on Route 2, and I, I can remember when beating Rice one game would have been a big deal. So they, even playing up there last year, they they were a better team at home. So when we get this stadium open here in 2021, I, I can't wait to see what kind of team we can put together. He'll, he'll, he'll
7: put together a good team, and and I I, I know people's going to come out and watch him
5: watch play. Coach, I appreciate yeah, it. I would also like nope. to see him get a minor league feel here. Yeah, I think they're they're looking into minor league or or at least college wooden bat. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I know that'd be great for the community too. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be great. I'm am really looking forward to it. We had a Babe Ruth tournament in town. We played a route two in Huntington High, but just think of well, the tournaments you can bring in. And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Well, Coach, I appreciate it. I know we we've, we've been running buddies for a long time, so uh, that's but right,
7: Woody. We've been we've been together here for a long time, and I've I've enjoyed so much being, uh, at, you know, at Marshall and all the players and people like you that I've met. Uh, it's just been great. That's Woody Woodrum
1: catching up with Jack Cook before the ceremony began, and. Um,
2: He's excited. Yeah, he, he should be. He's For somebody that just turned 93, not bad. Not bad. He uh, he has waited a long, long time. He won't get to coach in it, but he's got a driveway, or road named after him, and I hope opening day he's there when it's open. The number 17 kept coming up quite a bit the other day. That's how long it's going to be, 17 months. They're ready. It's now, going to be built.
1: Now the ceremony itself uh, took about 45, 50 minutes, and uh, I'm not going to give you all of that, but I did want to hear from Coach Cook when they got him up on stage because I thought his. Uh, would you agree the most uh, yes.
2: interesting of the speakers? A lot of good speakers there and stuff, but meant the most to him. I know we the long. He waited the longest, but you could just tell when he got a standing ovation. They helped him to the to the to the microphone. He spoke from the heart, and then he sat back down, and you could tell he was very grateful.
1: So here is Coach Cook uh, on the podium uh, after uh, he was brought up during the ceremony.
7: Mike said uh, at the dedication we want you to say a few words. And a uh, few. If, you, if you've ever been 94, 93, and has asked to make an extemporaneous speech, It's not that easy. Now, I've, uh, uh, like Mike said, I've been here since 1967. And Whitey Wilson, who's a really good friend of mine, told me if I would come to Marshall, he would get us a baseball field. And believe me, Whitey tried. He just didn't have the, uh, what do you you say, the... uh, well, numerical uh, problems that uh, that uh, he, he he wanted to do it, but he just didn't have the uh, the ability to, to do it at that time, and he just kept going from year to year, and finally, after 51 years, we got an athletic director here, Mike Hamrick, who said he was going to have it done, get it done. And he's doing just that. And he is, uh, he is one of the finest athletic directors I've ever been under. And I've been there under quite a few of them. Um, you know, when you get 93, things don't come to your head like you used to. And uh, I've got some names written down here who... Uh, and certainly not. it doesn't uh, uh, include anyone. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm not trying to uh, to admit anybody, but uh, I have several and a few names here that uh, I know are responsible for having this field come to fruition. Of course, Mike is the driving force behind all of it. And uh, we certainly uh, thank President Gilbert for all his support through through all of this, and it, it takes a, it takes a president's support to get some things done, and and he has done just that. And of course, Steve Williams, Steve, I've known Steve a long time, and and uh, he is uh, doing everything possible to try to get things going here, and uh, we really appreciate that. Now, uh, I'm sure someone who's going to really benefit from this is uh, Jeff Wagner, the current baseball coach. Now, coach is a, a good baseball coach, but, you know, when you try to go to, to uh, uh, Charleston or Beckley to play a home game, that's a big disadvantage for you. I mean, you have none of the advantage of, of having a home, a home field. But uh, hopefully this is going to take care of that. Uh, we have uh, some people here on stage, Jeff Montgomery and Rick Reed and guys, uh, Joe Goddard I think is probably in there someplace who, who caught from the San Diego Padres, and uh, they are certainly, and I, I really want to thank, thank all the players who have played for me and gone through all these things and still have really shown a lot of uh, desire to make this this a a really great baseball program. Uh, We, um, I I just hope that this is probably one of the happiest days of my life, really. And like I say, I'm 93, and uh, I've had a lot of days, but uh, not too many has have been like this. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know any much else to say because, uh, like I say, I, I don't uh, remember a lot of things that used to happen like way back there. <laughs> And uh, but I do appreciate everything. I appreciate all you people that's coming out here today to to dedicate this field. It's really it's really going to be something that uh, uh, Coach Wyden can uh, take and move forward on. And I know he's going to do that. Thank you.
1: Hey, that's Coach Cook. Yeah. Um, get a chance to hear from
2: him, and uh, he's a. Uh, He's the one guy you wanna get this place built for. Really, and I like one of his best lines with Whitey Wilson, numerical problems, which means uh, he's trying to find the revenue to do it, but it didn't, but finally it's come to fruition. Yeah,
1: Marshall's got a lot of numerical problems over the years, but the <laughs> things are looking up. They announced yeah. the uh, "Herd Rises, Marshall Rises campaign, uh, we got a fireworks show on uh, Saturday as well. As they announced uh, the public portion of that, already have raised yeah. 100 million, and uh, they're trying to raise more to to fund uh, some projects at Marshall, including uh, the business school and of course the baseball parkers in that as well. Right. We're going to so take so
2: all parts of campus, all parts of the campus. They're not sitting still; they're moving forward.
1: We're going to take our final break. Come back. We'll wrap it up here from the Union Pub and Grill on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930
0: never miss a moment of the drive with paul swan subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts it's
1: a busy weekend yeah. we had everything going on we had yeah, football, a lot of baseball football, basketball baseball. hockey cool. golf tiger woods ty and sam sneed. sneed
2: so um you were there when uh when sneed uh, made yeah. the record yeah. right <laughs> yeah, i was there i was kidding yeah. and one of the things a little extra about football a lot was made about how many people showed up saturday so I called up the conference standings and looked today to 22,000 and change. Marshall had was the number one draw over the weekend. There were three teams that played home games, didn't break 10. Middle Tennessee, which throttled FIU, 8,000 and change. So not what they want, most bigger numbers, but, hey, you led the pack for this week anyway.
1: Well, you lead the pack. The thing is you want to get more in, yes. the, in the stands. And, yes. But at the same time. You gotta make sure the team's winning. Well guess what? The team's winning. Yes. The team's winning again. They're winning. And you have to admit that was an amazing football game. Yeah. I saw I saw the grades. I saw some of the grades. <laughs> and yeah, there were some spots where you gotta work on some things, but at the same time, that game goes down to yes. the wire. You win
2: homecoming. Yeah. Throw the grades out. Yeah, it's minute, a victory. Minute and some twenty you're on your own thirteen, you're thinking <laughs> yeah. probably maybe overtime. No thinking about that. A couple runs by Knox, a couple short passes. Uh, Mr. Green takes off, gets out of bounds, and uh, Doc took a chance, rolled the dice with it, and he made it, and he said that in the post game, I think he's a little worried because he's thinking back to Auburn, Alabama, when that kick came up a little short and the guy took off. That crosses his mind a little bit, but hey, sink or swim with our kicker, and he made it. Roy Rosser looked at him and said, I can hit it. Yeah, I can make it. All right, (laughs) go get it. Get it done. Homecoming king. Yes. And now, I'm sure they were very excited. But as soon as they got to the locker room and high-fived everything, guess what? Attention is turning to Rice. They're going there Saturday.
1: You know, we are going to talk basketball tomorrow because yes. uh, we've got exhibition basketball tomorrow. Are you excited, Dave? Exhibition basketball.
2: Exhibition. Uh, wait a little bit. You sure? But I remember last year they played. Uh, I think it was Glenville or somebody that type of thing. It was a hundred. It was an overtime. Very, Both teams in the hundreds, and I tell you what, if you're just there to be entertained, it was, because it was down and up and down, up and down, three points. The only thing different about tomorrow, Danny, Dan Tony's going to look in the huddle and there's going to be some different faces there, but he don't care.
1: It's Glenville State again, by the way. It is. So Glenville and, I, State. and
2: Mr. Kenzie will be there to wow the fans with his dunking skills.
1: What, uh, you're not um, you're not a big Jansen Williams guy? You don't think Jansen's going to yeah. score? Yeah. High? yeah, I don't care whether they put
2: a three-point line, he's ready to go for it. They big back it up to half-court, and I think he'll make it. He'll launch it. Tomorrow we got
1: soccer also uh, on the road still. The Thundering Herd dropped their last one. They're now 10-2-3. They're taking on the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Uh, So the Herd's coming off just their second loss of the season, first in Conference USA. So they lose 1-0 in overtime at Florida Atlantic on Saturday. So, yeah, you hate to have it happen to you like that, but – Still 10, two and three.
2: Got Oakland and then comes Sunday, the big one. Kentucky comes to town three o'clock.
1: Yeah, that should be a fun one. That, that'll be a senior day. Marshall's right. gonna finish the regular season on the road at number 11 FIU on the eighth. Um, and this will um, be the first time the herd's been back home since October 5th.
2: He kind of fronted things a little bit. They're, even though he got beaten over time, he was a little disappointed, but hey, they're there. They're there.
1: All right. That's going to do it for this edition here at the Union Pub and Grill. Back tomorrow to do it all over again for Gabriel Sellers. Back in the studio, I'm Paul Swan. Don't forget, you can always come down on Mondays to the Union Pub and Grill, take advantage of the $1.50 bottles and $2.00 call shots. That's your Monday special. And, of course, you can also grab a bite here at the Union Pub and Grill. Get the cheesy fries, the famous cheese fries, or if you dare, get the cheese curds.
2: <laughs> that's the thing that's uh, got your fancy.
1: Hey, look, and uh, I'm just waiting until uh, I get my own meal named after me. <laughs> I mean, look, you got uh, the Bobby Pruitt pizza. Dan I mean, has
2: got a burger, I yeah. think, or something.
1: We'll come up with something.
2: Well, you'll get one.
1: Yeah, maybe you'll get one,
2: too. You'll get one
1: before we'll, I do. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> For Dave Walsh and Paul Swan, this has been the Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.